0: Majora's Mask, Chapter 16, Sonata of Awakening. Tattle flew up to the rocky cliff's peak. She looked down its other side to find the Deku Palace. Its fortress walls stood tall and proud, daring them to re-enter. Tattle had gone to scout ahead, searching for the right place for Link to start climbing. She squinted when the sunlight caught her eye. The evening was already halfway through its descent. <sighs> We'd better hurry, she thought. Tattle returned down to the base of the cliff where Link stood waiting in the grass. They'd opted against continuing to walk around the palace's rocky barrier. There was no telling how long that could
1: take. Yep, Tattle said. It's the right spot, but are you sure you can climb that? I've climbed
0: worse, Link replied, running his hands along the stone. It was bumpy and jagged enough for footholds, but the slick stretches would make it difficult. I'm more worried about the other side. Are you sure I won't end up in the moat? Why would I say it's the right spot if you just end up falling in the moat? Tattle asked. You don't need any more third-degree burns or dramatic near-death experiences. Link narrowed his eyes. Can you please just (sighs) double-check?
1: All right, all right,
0: Tattle said sighing.
1: Fine, I'll fly over the top again to make sure. Happy?
0: Link nodded as she flew up many, many feet again and returned a few seconds later. Kind of surprised that you're the worry wart for once, Mr. Hero, Tattle said.
1: But yes, totally safe. Super confirmed with the Tattle seal of approval. If you climb straight up that wall, you can happily climb down the other side onto a beautiful, lush square of grass right on the palace's little
0: island. No Degu guards? Link asked as he put one foot in a
1: small notch on the wall. Nope. It's outside the palace and away from the front entrance. In fact, that's probably where the monkey told us to plant the beans.
0: Perfect, Link said, testing the notch's durability. He reached up to find grips for his hands, too, and his climb began. Just don't fall and die, Link. That would kind of suck. Well, I was planning on it, but now that you've told me not to... Hey! Tattle exclaimed. I'm the one in charge of sarcastic comments, all right? It's rubbing off on me, Link said, as he progressed a few more strides along the wall. Maybe if you restrained yourself every now and then, it wouldn't be as contagious
1: restrained myself?
0: Tallow followed her partner at his pace, slowly bobbing upward. She noticed him clearly favor his left hand, given the poison water burn marks on his right.
1: You want me to put a limit on how much of a smart mouth I can be? Link didn't
0: answer, concentrating on finding the next grip.
1: Hmm, how about only one, two, three, four, five sarcastic comments a day?
0: Tattle asked. She turned away from him and thought it over.
1: Impossible! I could never. But I guess I could permit you a few jokes every now and then. In fact, I could take you on as my student in witty banter. I'd even give you my discounted
0: rate. When she turned back to face him, Link was out of breath and clinging desperately to his footholds. Whoa! Tattle exclaimed. It's
1: a really good discount. No need to get mad. No.
0: Link exhaled. I almost... Fell, while you were looking away. Well, why would you do that? Tattle asked. Didn't we decide that was a bad idea at the bottom? Link scoffed, continuing his climb after a moment's reprieve. At least you have a semblance sense of humor. Tattle continued. Tail,
1: my brother. Oh, Nehru, you'd think we weren't related at all. He takes everything so seriously that it makes me want to slap him, and I
0: do a lot. Mentioning Tail made her chest tighten.
1: Oh, Tail,
0: she thought. All of Link's visions of the Skull Kid made her terrified for her brother.
1: Where are you right now? How badly has that crazy child hurt you?
0: Um, Daddle, Link said, surprising her. She turned back to see him secure on this particular stretch of wall, watching her thoughtfully. We can always go back to the top of the tower if you want, he continued. You know, to save Tail? <laughs> we could bring him into the cycles with us. Tattle shook her head immediately.
1: As scary as it is, he's probably safer without us. We know he makes it to the last night with the Skull Kid. And besides, we don't have any luck up there, and I don't want a scar
0: on my chest to match yours. Link nodded, though she noticed him hold back some other comment. He returned to the wall and kept climbing. <clears throat>
1: Does he know something about Tail that I don't? She wondered. Maybe something happened to him when Link was still with Tattle Number
0: One. Tattle Number One was still a touchy subject to bring up, so she didn't write then. It also still made her incredibly uncomfortable to envision this saintly, martyred past version of herself. The next time Tattle looked up to the top, she noticed the moon again. Oh, Dan. It was scary how big it looked when it was that close.
1: Are you sure we're not pushing it, Link? she asked. The moon looks awfully close.
0: (laughs) We have over 12 hours. It doesn't take 12 hours to accidentally lose your ocarina, she reminded him. What happens if it falls into the poison
1: water or if the Tiku scrubs take it from you? Then instead of a leisurely 12-hour stroll through the swamp, it's a race to find your instrument before the world ends. (sighs)
0: We have more than 12 hours, Link stressed again. The sun's not down yet. You're missing the point. It doesn't matter how much time there is if you don't have your ocarina. It's safely on my belt, Link said. And besides, half the time, I'll be a Deku scrub. And when I am, the ocarina is hidden in my human form.
1: I just have a bad feeling about all this? A familiar bad feeling, I might add. Like, right before we went on top of the tower and you almost died, and that other time when we went into the forest and you almost died, and that other time when you- All right, I get your point,
0: Link said. We'll save the monkey, find the princess, and then get out of here, deal? No more extra time spent looking for one of the four. Unless a clue jumps out and slaps us in the face. We can't go back to the first day every time we have a bad feeling about something, or else we'll never get anything done. Fine, Tattle said.
1: But if something goes wrong and we somehow miraculously survive again, we're going to have a listen to Tattle three day cycle where I'll get to make all the
0: decisions. I'll listen to Tattle Three Day Cycle, Link said. That doesn't sound very exciting.
1: Well, I'm sorry if you think not dying is boring. We can't rely on Nerve our entire trip through Termina. This far,
0: Link said, as his hand finally touched the top of the rock wall. It was padded with wet grass, making it difficult to pull himself up. Tattle watched him feel around for a sturdy piece of ground and eventually he hoisted himself up. (sighs) He brought his legs around to sit on the small space, finally conquering the climb. He seemed relieved to see that Tattle was right about the other side. If they climbed directly down, Link would land on a small patch of grass outside the fortress walls. Link carefully turned to do that, though it was much more difficult than climbing up. Tattle was silent this time, recognizing the need for space to concentrate. <clears throat> Aside from one or two slips, he made it without incident. Link let go of the wall, and his boots landed on the grass, bags still over his shoulders.
1: Great job!
0: Tattle congratulated. Now it's time to see just how magical those beans are. They scanned the small square of green and found a patch of wet, moist soil up against the fortress wall. Tattle and Link approached it, looking up the wooden boundary to see an open doorway at its top. Likely, this was the monkey's alleged secret entrance. Link reached into his bag to retrieve a bean pod, kneeling to scoop a hole in the dirt. Maybe we should have asked him how they work? Tattle said, as Link placed the pod inside and patted the dirt down. He said to water it, didn't he? Link asked. He pulled out his glass bottle of water that was still mostly full. Well, watering plants doesn't usually make them shoot out of the dirt immediately and carry you to your heart's desire, Tattle said. I guess that's where the magic part comes in, Link reasoned, tipping the uncorked bottle over. The water spilled over the hidden pod, and at first, nothing happened. Link stood there, holding the opened container with hardly any water left. Tattle floated beside him, looking blankly at the wet pile of dirt. Wow, she said. How... magical. Maybe we give it a minute, Link said as he drank some of the leftover water. Hey, you didn't use all of it. Maybe that's why nothing happened. I need water, Tattle," Link replied, corking and returning it to his bag. I'm not a fairy. The last time I had a meal was at Kotake's. And I'm not going to refill my bottle with the swamp water that burns my skin. (sighs) That stupid old hag. Besides... Besides, I used most of it. That should be enough, shouldn't it? Obviously not. It. Huh? Tattle stopped when she noticed movement in her peripheral. They both turned to see a small stem pop from the dirt, boasting three light green leaves. Link and Tattle stared at it, hoping that something else might happen. Link bent to examine it closer, and the fairy came down with him.
1: Is it supposed to. fly into the air and take us with it?
0: Tattle asked. Her question was answered when suddenly a much larger plant blossomed instantaneously out of the soil. One massive, thick green leaf formed a platform. The original stem was still sticking out of the middle, now lush with curly green foliage. Link stumbled onto his back in shock, quickly returning to his feet to approach the new leafy stage. Huh, Tattle said after a moment's silence. Interesting. <laughs> Link walked up to it tentatively, just as confused as she was by its ability to levitate. When the boy stepped on it, his boot pinned it to the ground. It struggled underneath his weight, as if alive and attempting to fly away.
1: Well, Link, I guess you need to lay off the water after all, huh?
0: (laughs) (sighs) No, it's because I'm a human, Link said. Not to mention all this stuff I have on me. I'm sure it'll lift Deku head no problem. You keep telling yourself that, Tattle said, and Link shook his head as he retrieved the Deku mask. Once again, he became the small wooden creature, his orange eyes returned, and his clothes, shield, sword, and bag vanishing. He stepped onto the plant, and it instantly shot into the air, taking Link with it and eliciting a high-pitched shriek from his snout. Tattle gasped, unable to react before it stopped abruptly at the fortress's hidden doorway. She noticed Link almost roll off, but he caught himself on the edge, now levitating far above her.
1: Uh, oh my God! Uh, it worked!
0: Link said, sounding torn between terror and awe. Huh,
1: it sure did,
0: Tattle said, flying up to join him.
1: Poor humans, they have to resort to magic masks and beans to fly. Uh, can't you just be happy for once?
0: Link asked, shakily getting to his feet as Tattle joined.
1: That was incredible! It almost launched you into the moat, Tattle said. How did it know to read your mind and go to the secret entrance? <laughs> Magic!
0: <laughs> Link said, wiggling his fingers mystically. He leapt quickly over the small gap separating him from the doorway. Not wanting to risk the plant changing its mind, it almost immediately decided to leave, levitating back to its patch of soil on the ground.
1: Goodbye, mysterious magic plant!
0: Tattle called out. The fairy turned back around as Link did. They'd found themselves on a high platform overlooking the garden. At the end of the wooden planks, there was a Deku flower.
1: And hello again, Deku Palace. Let's hope you're kinder this time.
0: For a moment... Tattle feared the flower would house a guard, but when Link walked up to it, no one popped out. They peered over the platform's edge carefully.
1: The monkey didn't really say what to do after this, did he? Tattle
0: asked. Mmm, no. Link answered.
1: But the chamber is over there. Yeah, I remember. Our monkey should be there if he's still alive. Hmm... There has to be an entrance on the other side.
0: Link scanned the edges of the palace walls. There were other platforms with other Deku flowers.
1: Mm, But they'll see me if I try to fly across with the flowers. No, they won't, Tattle said. Huh? Why don't you look over there? She
0: grabbed Link's shoulder, pointing in a direction off into a back corner. He noticed what she had. The guards huddled in one corner around the cave entrance. They're still there, Tattle said, waiting for us to come back through, which is exactly what
1: you almost did. Well,
0: Link smiled. You're right, Tattle. The fairy returned his grin. I'm telling you, listen to Tattle Day would be a big hit if you gave it a chance. Link walked carefully into the secret entrance, leaving behind the sky painted orange by sun. The narrow cavern's darkness was soon replaced by the frantic light of fire. As expected, they were in the throne room. The four Deku guards were in their flowers and out of sight, and the king lay apparently asleep in his chair. Link couldn't see the butler anywhere. The fire in the room's center still crackled. He'd passed through the doorway only to find himself inside of a cage which is exactly what he'd hoped for. The floor was bare, broken only by the monkey's pole. The walls were decorated with a few tokens, an instrument, a painting, and a bronze artifact resembling an ancient scrub. Aside from Link's secret entrance, there was no other way out except a locked cage door. The monkey was still tied securely to the pole, staring off sadly at the floor with his feet hanging limply. The primate noticed Tattle's white ball of light first which illuminated the young Deku scrub crouched behind her. The monkey's eyes went wide. Oh! He exclaimed. Link froze, throwing a poisonous glare at the prisoner. The monkey seemed to realize his carelessness, craning his neck to see if the guards had awoken. They hadn't. Yet. The secret entrance was up against the ceiling, so Link took his time getting out. He eventually decided it was safe to slide out and drop to the cold cement. The fairy followed beside him. Turning around, Link realized the secret entrance was far too high to re enter. They'd have to find another way out. Oh, oh, how did you get here, Okie okay, Okie? Okay. the monkey asked, whispering this time.
1: You have to be quiet.
0: If they see you, they'll
1: capture you. Uh, yeah, Tattle said. But don't worry about us. You're the one yelling your head off. There's another entrance outside the palace,
0: Link said. He walked to the bottom of the pole and looked up at the monkey.
1: We've been sneaking past these guys all day, though, so we're professionals. Your brothers sent us for help. What? The monkey asked. (laughs) Okey, okey. my brothers asked you for help? Believe me, I'm just as shocked as you are, Tattle said. They're barely capable of speech.
0: The monkey turned to the fairy.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Please hurry and cut the rope. We can talk once we're out of here. Fight!
0: Flying around to the back of the pole. Not confident in my ability to untie a rope thicker than my head. The monkey's eyes went to Link when the fairy struggled uselessly with the binds.
1: Oh, oh, oh. What about you? What do you have to get me out? Uh... Link stammered. I can't reach it, and I don't have anything.
0: The monkey sighed.
1: Oh, why did you two come to rescue me if you had no way of getting me down? Some members of our team preferred to think nothing through,
0: Tattle said as she returned to Link.
1: If we'd gotten with your plan, we'd have left the monkey for dead, Link said. Looks like we're going to have to do that anyways,
0: Tattle countered. Hey, the monkey interrupted.
1: Now's not the time to argue. Are you sure there's nothing you can do to get me down?
0: Hmm, Tattle said, only taking a moment before she spun around to face Link.
1: Why don't you turn into a human? Uh, I still wouldn't be tall enough, Link explained. The monkey's too high up. You could throw your sword at it. That wouldn't work. The rope is really thick. I'd have to saw through it. Oh, Yuki! Wait, you can turn into a human?
0: (sighs) The monkey asked, clearly confused.
1: He's not really a Tiku scrub, Tattle said. It's sort of, it's some sort of magical mask disguise thing, but there's no time for stories, so we'll leave it at that. How did the other deku scrubs get you up there anyways?
0: Link asked. (sighs) Oogie Oogie, I don't know, the monkey said, still visibly uneasy and confused.
1: I was unconscious when they sent me up here. Let's pause
0: and take a minute to think, Tattle said, flying in between the two. We obviously can't bust you out of here, Mr. Monkey. Sorry about that, but what can we do? There was a moment of silence, but both Link and the monkey came up with nothing.
1: Maybe we should try playing the Song of Time while holding onto the pole, you know? Bring it with us. Okay, okay. Song of Time? The monkey asked. No, Link
0: said. Then we
1: leave the princess to die. We don't know where she is,
0: Tattle exclaimed.
1: (laughs) Who you the Deku princess?
0: The monkey asked, failing miserably at following the conversation.
1: Yes, the Deku princess, Link said. What happened to her? If we can't get you out of here physically, maybe we can find the princess and clear your name. Link, the sun's about to set,
0: Tattle whispered, flying close to Link so the monkey couldn't hear.
1: I was on board with that when I thought we'd have the monkey with us. We can't find her by ourselves. She went into the temple,
0: the monkey explained, ignoring their bickering. But you have to be a member of the royal family to go in after her. Tattle seemed content with that roadblock, smiling smugly in Link's direction.
1: "'But,
0: um—' the monkey continued, causing Tidal's smile to fade instantly. The primate gestured to an instrument on the wall. It looked like a network of small brass pipes all leading to a mouthpiece.
1: Uh, okay, "'Okay, I guess all you need to do is one of the royal family's instruments to do it, and then you have to know the song and be a Deku scrub. Huh. "'Is that one of the royal instruments?' Link asked. Oh, oh, yes, he answered. They're deco pipes, just like the princess had. Oogie okay, oogie, okay. they should work the same, being the kings and all.
0: Link ran underneath them on the wall, while Tattle watched him in disbelief. They were a lot lower than the monkey on the pole, and Link barely reached them on his toes. His fingers brushed the tubing at its lowest point, but he didn't know if he could get a firm grip. He thrust himself upward again. But he tilted the instrument a bit too far. And the set of pipes flipped off the mount. Link, Tattle, and the monkey's eyes were wide with shock as they plummeted to the floor and crashed loudly. The brass reverberated against the cement and throughout the room. The Diku King instantly jumped to his feet, spotting the blonde Diku scrub. He remained on his tiptoes, hands outstretched for the instrument he'd knocked over. The monkey snapped back to Link.
1: Quick! Pick up that instrument and listen to me!"
0: Link rushed over to the fallen brass, which had only suffered a few dents. He picked it up awkwardly, not sure how to hold the five different bells. Despite the complex piping, it was still relatively small. Link rustled to find a comfortable position for it while the monkey urged him on. The Deku King boomed. The guards popped from their Deku flowers one by one at the exclamation.
1: Listen, I'll start singing the
0: notes while you figure that out, the monkey said, taking a deep breath as he cleared his mind. It's called the the Sonata of Awakening, and it's a short seven-note
1: rhythm. It shouldn't be hard to memorize.
0: The monkey somehow managed to keep his panic at bay, singing the notes carefully and loudly, Link eventually found a hole for his head to slip through the piping. After that, the instrument naturally wrapped around his shoulders to support its weight. The mouthpiece was comfortably in front of his snout. The fingers on his right hand rested on valves, controlling the airflow's path and pitch. As the guards awoke and scrambled to reach him, Link remained facing the monkey. He blocked out all other sound and concentrated on the monkey's notes. Link nodded when he recognized the beginning of the phase and hummed. He blew into the pipes, expecting the right note to follow, but this wasn't his ocarina. Instead, he received a loud, horrendous blare. Link shook his head and the monkey's face widened in panic. Uh, Keep singing the song! Link said.
1: I can memorize the pitches! I'll learn how to play it on the pipes later!
0: The monkey lipped his lips nervously and continued singing over the commotion. Uh, Oogie oogie! Tatl warned, but he refused to turn around. Uh, I know, he said, not breaking eye contact with the monkey. (sighs) Do you hear that? The Deku King bellowed from behind. Link could hear the guards grabbing their spears and shuffling toward the cage as well. Only the Deku royal family knows this melody. It proves that foolish monkey deceived the princess so he could enter the temple! Link exchanged only one glance to see that the guards were already at the cage. He also noted the Deku butler, who'd walked into the chamber from behind the king's chair.
1: Link, we've got to get out of here!
0: Tattle exclaimed. Uh, Hold on! Link said, returning to the monkey.
1: One more time! (sighs)
0: The king said, slamming down his staff with the flower on top. Let the monkey's punishment commence. And as for the intruders, let them suffer the same fate. Tie them all and we shall burn the traitors together.
1: We out of time,
0: Tattle said.
1: Uh, okay, I think I have it.
0: Link said, still looking up at the monkey.
1: Are you sure we can leave you? Just find the princess and bring her back as soon as you can,
0: the monkey reminded them. Take the path the
1: Deku people used to get there, and don't forget
0: to play that song when you're there! Arrest them, uh, the Deku king commanded. Two of the four guards entered the cage, swinging the large wooden door open. Link turned to face the raised spears from the elevated cage floor. He instinctively tried to take his mask off but the pipes blocked his hands from reaching his face. As the guards charged, Link prepared a bubble instead. The guards gasped as a blast of green goop enveloped them. They dropped their spears and ran from the cage, blinded and coated in sludge. (sighs) Link struggled only briefly to get the pipes off and quickly gave up. He leapt from the open gate to the throne room's floor and turned to the exit but the remaining two guards had reached him. Link dodged one spear thrust, and the other got caught in the Deku pipes, barely missing his neck. When the guard tried to pull his weapon back, Link managed to finally slide out of the pipes and free himself.
1: <coughs>
0: the guard's spear came crashing to the floor with the instrument's weight. Link pushed the guard aside before he could recover and claim the Deku spear for himself. The final armed guard was quick to retaliate. Link sidestepped a spear thrust and used his own to disarm the Link sidestepped a spear thrust and used his own to disarm the warrior. The guard's spear flew across the room, clattering on the other side of the fire pit. The two now defenseless scrubs gulped at the spear Link readied at their faces. He opened his mouth to speak. But something slammed into his head from behind. The impact sent the young scrub airborne. <laughs> And Link landed right in front of the fire. His head throbbed, preventing him from getting to his feet and holding onto his weapon. He turned to find the Deku King standing over him. The monarch's thick, flowered staff was still raised. He tossed it aside to grab Link's spear instead, pointing its sharp tip against the child's throat. <gasps> no! Tattle exclaimed, flying to intervene. The king batted her away with the back of his other hand. Link's world stopped spinning just in time to see the king smile as he went for the kill. Except the spear never reached his neck. There was a heavy thud instead, and the Deku king let out a heavy sigh. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, He toppled over to his side and dropped the weapon. The Deku butler stood behind him, King's staff in hand. His long, thin mustache framed a face that was hard to read. The room remained suspended in silence for only a moment, as the butler stood over his master. The fire crackled behind Link, who could only look up in astonishment. Two guards remained running around crazily, trying to free themselves from green sludge, but the other soldiers watched in shock. (coughs) Adol's mouth hung wide open right beside them. The butler was the first to move, tossing the staff aside and bending down to offer Link a hand. The small Deku scrub took it, rising to his feet and holding his sore head. Go, the butler said, pointing to the exit. Take your friend, get out of here and save the princess. Uh, uh, but. Link stammered.
1: I don't understand. Why are you helping us? Who are you? I,
0: The butler began. For a moment, the servant couldn't meet Link's eyes. Who are you? You don't just look like my son. You are my son. Link didn't have a response. The silence was heavy, suppressing all the words buzzing in his mind. Link, let's just go, Tattle said, rejoining him and urging them onward. uh, What do you mean? Link asked. Listen to your fairy, and go! The butler persisted, turning away. But, but I don't- Go! Link listened. He picked up the Deku pipes on his way out, giving the butler one last glance before fleeing the throne room.